This is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update Podcast. This is part of an ongoing series featuring critical insights from the physicians and healthcare professionals on the front lines of the pandemic. Hello, this is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update. Today, we're having our final COVID-19 update with Dr. Susan Bailey, AMA's outgoing president, an allergist and immunologist in Fort Worth, Texas. We'll share her reflections and learnings from a presidency that's been shaped by a global pandemic. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's chief experience officer in Chicago. Well, Dr. Bailey, first of all, I cannot believe that it's been an entire year and what an honor it's been to work with you. Uh, you stepped into this presidency during the, one of the most difficult times in the nation's history and certainly one of the most challenging uh, times for medicine. You know, you're leaving your presidency with our country in a much better place than it was a year ago. Looking back, you know, what would you say is your biggest learning from the past year? Oh, wow, Todd, I also cannot believe it's been a year. And and thank you for all of the COVID-19 updates that you've done in the last year. It's just a phenomenal body of work. And gosh, what we've learned, we have learned so much. Um, I think overall, one of the um, lessons that I'm taking away is that our profession and our society is capable of rapid transformational change if we want to. Um, just things like, you know, adopting telemedicine almost overnight, but that only happened because years of groundwork had been done uh, by the AMA with CMS uh, and others to make sure that, uh, you know, everything was ready. Another thing we learned is that uh, if payers really wanted to pay us overnight, they could. <laughs> when um, one of the stimulus bills uh, featured um, automatic payments for physicians who took uh, straight Medicare as a percentage of future of past um, seats. We literally had money in our bank accounts the next morning. So don't ever let anybody tell you that it takes a long time to get paid because it doesn't anymore. Um, you know, I learned about myself that I can get a lot more done if I don't have to travel. And I think that's true for everybody. We value those relationships. We treasure uh, seeing our friends. But the fact of the matter is, is that travel takes a lot of time and we can all be a lot more efficient and get a lot more done during the day if we're not uh, sitting in traffic or waiting in airports. Well, I know exactly how you feel. Um, you know, Dr. Bailey, I want to share one thing I've learned over the past year of working with you is just how valuable it is to create that direct connection between physicians and, you know, key players in healthcare, especially through your conversations with Dr. Marks and other folks on the CDC. Like, what a valuable connection that you were, you know, you were able to create and that honest conversations between, you know, that direct conversations like do you have any thoughts on that that you want to share you know at, at the um those webinars with the fda and the cdc you know first of all they were a lot of fun for me to do um, and i think that they were incredibly valuable we typically had a thousand viewers live every time we had one of those webinars and many more people saw them afterwards but i think it really not only helped cement our 
good relationship with the FDA and the CDC and the uh, HHS, knowing that we were there to be partners, we were there to help, you know, get the job done, to get communications out to physicians. But I, I think it also just cemented with them, you know, and with the public is that the AMA is the place to go. The AMA is who you need to talk to. The AMA is who you need to work with to get good medical and science uh, education disseminated. Uh, how you reach physicians, you go to the AMA. Uh, and I, so I think that those conversations with Dr. Marks and, and all of his colleagues, not only you know, obviously, I think making a big difference in the development of vaccines and and the success that vaccines have been, um, but also just, you know, letting everybody know that the, the AMA is really who you need to talk to when you want to get something done. Well said. Uh, what do you think, you know, looking back over this past year has been the biggest challenge for you personally? Oh, boy. I, you know, I think, you know, it's back to that travel thing. I think the biggest challenge was the job of the AMA president is to be the spokesperson for the organization, not only to the profession, but uh, to the public and to policymakers. And doing that without stepping foot in DFW airport um, I, was a big challenge. Fortunately, I had a lot of media experience. Uh, I learned a lot when I was president of the Texas Medical Association during the uh, uh, adoption of the ACA. So I got a lot of uh, experience then. And it's just to be able to forge new relationships without meeting them in person, being able to not only to share messages, but to make connections. Um, and so that that was a challenge. It was a doable challenge. We were really able to get a lot done and I was able to meet a lot of new people, you know, develop new relationships. Um, and I was really amazed at how quickly medicine adapted to functioning in a virtual world, whether it was seeing patients or even, you know, debating health policy. I, I think we learned that the, these virtual, you know, platforms are going to be a valuable part of our work going forward. Gosh, I remember, you know, a year ago, you were just setting up your telemedicine uh, in your practice, learning along kind of with the rest of physicians out there about how to get that up and running and that it's not just a technology issue. It, it is a pretty complex issue uh, that runs the gamut. Uh, there was one other thing I remember you talking about uh, right when you started uh, your presidency, and it was kind of your personal mission to let doctors be doctors. Do you, you know, now that you think back over the course of this year and everything that the pandemic threw at us, do you feel like you were able to kind of accomplish that goal? You know, I think we made some real progress, uh, probably despite the pandemic and also because of the pandemic. Um, you know, one thing, you know, I still feel like we made some progress, you know, to let doctors be doctors, you have to make sure that you're not making them be something else. You're not making them be data entry clerks. You're not making them be prior authorization machines. You're not making them be number crunchers and box, box checkers in order to just get paid. 
to not be bouncers at the exam room door to keep government and insurers out uh, of the patient-physician relationship, uh, but to let us do our job. And the public saw us do our job at the, the very worst of the pandemic. They saw us at our best. Uh, they realized, you know, what heroes doctors really are. And uh, and so I, I believe we made s- some conceptual and theoretical progress along those lines. But then when you look at the health, po- the things that we were able to get done in Congress that really didn't have anything to do with the pandemic, um, the surprise billing um, progress that we made, the um, ENM coding changes that took effect at the first of the year, which I think will eventually take a great burden off of doctors. Um, so I, I really do think that we made some concrete progress in um, giving doctors more time to do what they love and what they do best, which is take care of their patients. What a great mission. Curated from more than 3,000 major newspapers, magazines, and journals, the AMA Morning Rounds newsletter delivers the top stories in healthcare right to your inbox Monday through Friday. Subscribe today and check out all the AMA's free newsletters at ama-assn.org slash myinbox. That's ama-assn.org slash myinbox. This pandemic and past year and a half, it's been a time of profound loss, uh, but also profound achievement and innovation in medicine. You know, what are your thoughts about the advancement we've seen, the advancements we've seen emerge from health uh, crisis? And, you know, what does it mean for medicine going forward? Oh, we in the past year, we have been witness to and were part of I think one of the greatest scientific achievements uh, in history, Uh, the development of mRNA vaccines, our ability to treat this new disease, which was nothing like any of us had ever ever seen before and was so incredibly lethal. Uh, The progress that we've made in the past year is, is just simply astounding. We've learned so much about critical care medicine, We've learned about this new disease. It's taught us many new things uh, that we'll be able to apply to other disease states. Um, it's We've learned a lot about um, hospital medicine. We've learned about, uh, unfortunately, the frailties of our public health system uh, that we've got a lot of work to do on. But, um, you know, going forward between the strides in telemedicine that we've made, the realizations that we've made about the importance of inequities in healthcare and in society. You know, I think those genies are out of the bottle, I hope, and that we will, that that we now know the work that we have to do going forward to be successful. And I think that you also mentioned back earlier in this conversation, the speed which with these things can be done. Maybe that is just a whole different change of perspective that I hope we can see continue. Yes, if we want to. <laughs> if we well, you, want uh, Another thing you uh, you talked about when you began your presidency was this uh, the idea of the hero's journey that physicians have to travel uh, to become physicians in the first place. And the pandemic really put a spotlight on physician heroism and even inspired a lot of folks to pursue a career in medicine that wouldn't have considered it before. You know, what do you hope students and residents who are just entering medicine can take away from all of this? 
Well, I, I think that the pandemic has shown the phenomenal resiliency of the physician community and uh, of the medical community really uh, at large. And it it just gives me goosebumps to think that we have record numbers of young women and men applying to medical school to become physicians uh, despite everything that's gone on in the past year and because of everything that's gone on in the past year. Um, the very best of medicine has been revealed and I think everyone realizes now you know what a, an incredible honor it is to you know take care of someone else's health and um, you know, part of the um, the job of the hero, if you will, is to honor and emulate those who came before uh, and realize that we are laying the groundwork for those that come after us. And um, so our new students will be the legacy of this pandemic. They will be the legacy of this moment. It's really the most valuable gift to medicine we could possibly have. Well, as we you know, start to think about reestablishing at least some sense of normalcy coming out of this uh, post-pandemic, you know, where do you see the greatest opportunities for the AMA and, and yourself as a, a leader in medicine? Well, I think, you know, like I mentioned, we now know a lot of the work that has to be done, um, particularly in the areas of health equity, um, which, you know, the cracks in um, our ability to take care of all communities in this country, you know, really has been laid bare and a spotlight has been shown uh, on people that really just have not been given their uh, the medical care that they needed. Uh, but I, I think this is also incumbent upon us as an organization, the AMA and all other medical organizations out there in the Federation, that we need to be very intentional in involving people in recruiting new leadership and making sure that there are plenty of women, that there are plenty of minorities, that there uh, are plenty of people from all you know walks of the medical life that are uh, in leadership of the AMA and that we can't do a, a good job representing the profession without a very diverse leadership. And, and I think um, another thing, another great opportunity that we have is to really cement the AMA's position as the trusted agent in medicine that who everyone turns to when they need help, whether it be policymakers, whether it be patients, whether it be regulators, whether it be scientists, whether it be the media, uh, you know, and especially our patients, is, is that the AMA can be trusted to tell the truth, to respect science, to look at the data and the evidence. Uh, and uh, as my predecessor, Dr. Patrice Harris said, uh, to speak truth to power. Um, organized medicine is so incredibly important because it takes um, a big group of folks to get big things done. And organized medicine can accomplish things that individual physicians just cannot accomplish on their own. Well, last question. I wanted to repeat something you said uh, when we talked at the start of your presidency. I asked you at the time, you know, what gave you hope? And your answer was, we will see the end of this pandemic. Uh, we just have to stick together. And I'm hopeful that out of this darkness, we can bring forth an American healthcare system that's healthier than ever. 
a year later, a lot's changed. Uh, what do those words mean to you now? How do you feel about that? You know, they mean more than ever because we are seeing the end of this pandemic. Um, we have seen the development uh, and the implementation delivery of incredible vaccines. We've seen the case numbers plummet. Uh, we've seen us being able to now start sharing our uh, vaccine resources with other countries because, you know, we don't live in a vacuum. Uh, it is a global community and everyone around the world needs to be uh, immunized. But, you know, we're, we now know the work that needs to be done. We've made progress on relieving administrative and regulatory burdens for physicians, but we know we have more work to do. Um, but it is, it's really exhilarating to think that we've gotten to this point um, and, um, you know, be excited about the work that we've got to do in the future. It is exciting. We've been through a lot and achieved a lot. And I just want to say uh, thank you uh, to you, Dr. Bailey, for all your leadership and guidance throughout this year. We know that you're going to continue to be a strong voice for the AMA and this nation's physicians. Uh, also, uh, this marks almost our 300th uh, COVID-19 update. And we have some exciting news because we're going to be transitioning uh, to a new series called AMA Moving Medicine, uh, which will be both in video and podcast form to amplify physician voices and highlight developments and achievements throughout medicine. Our first Moving Medicine episode is going to take place tomorrow, featuring an interview with the AMA's incoming president, Dr. Gerald Harmon. We hope you'll continue to join us for the COVID updates and also subscribe to our Moving Medicine videos and podcasts at ama-assn.org. Uh, check that out for more information. Dr. Bailey, again, thank you for everything. It's been an honor. Thank you, Todd. This content was originally published as part of the AMA's COVID-19 daily video updates. Find the latest at ama-assn.org slash COVID update. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thank you for listening.